gets ready, I want us to close our eyes and just pray and say, God, help me today. Help me, help me, help me, help me. Give me strength. Prepare me for your word. Let me not just enjoy the word or just catch the things that are not important, but help me to get the essence of the word, the spirit behind what you're trying to say, Lord, and let it be permanent in my life. Just pray and just ask God to help you and ask God to open your heart this morning. It's always important to come with an open heart. You know, when you come into the presence of God and say, Lord, this morning I've come with an open heart. Enable me to receive your word. His word says that his word does not return to him void, but it accomplishes that which it was sent forth. So say, Lord, accomplish whatever you desire for me today. Um, Accomplish whatever you desire. This is the last Sunday. God, help me. Give me a word. Speak to me in such a way that it will propel me into 2020 with fire, with strength, with might. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. We have come. Brood over this place. Take control. Take charge, Lord. And have your way. In Jesus' name, and everyone will say, Amen. Oh, say Amen. Yesterday I was praying, every time we're about to eat, my son Jerome, I'll say, Jay, put your hands together. He'll put his hands together like this. And now he started mumbling everything I say. So we have to be very careful what we say in the house. So as I was praying, he also started, and when he hears Jesus, then he knows that the prayer is coming to an end. So he say, Jesus, then he say, amen. And we all say it together. So it's beautiful. Um, so when you're saying amen, you say a loud amen because my son says it. Well, say amen. amen. That's more like it. All right, media team, let's go. Oh, the images are. Can we? Okay, they can see. Uh, what's 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 up with the screen? Okay, you can see, right? Okay, how many of you can see what's on? Oh, it's gone. Okay, it's much better. Okay, this one, you... Okay, how many of you know the image also that was put up? Who's that? Okay. Oh, guys, you're not helping me. Okay. So you know Wonder Woman, right? Okay. Next image. (laughs) Uh, Someone mentioned his name. You know who that is? Cable, you can't see. Can you zoom in a little bit? I know it might get a bit pixelated, but just let's zoom in for me. Yeah, so you can see him a little bit, right? Deadpool, right? Yeah, okay, cable, okay. Next image, please. Uh, 
uh, media team, you guys, you, you want to film me this morning? Okay, yeah, next image. You just let it come in. We just zoom in, okay? We can, we can all see, so. I saw you bring the third image. What happened? Okay, this, it's, it's a bit small, so of course, who's this? Okay. Next. Is it, next image. Okay, quickly, let them come quickly. Do you know who this is? What's her name? Hella. Okay. That's Thor's elder sister. Next image. The firstborn. Okay. Who's this? All right. Next one. The lastborn. Is that all? Who's this? You might not be able to. Can you see him? Hey, you guys, you know? Star-Lord. Okay. And next, I guess maybe that's it for that first. If it's done, go to the next folder, illustration two. There's something peculiar to these guys. Who can tell me? Today, today is not me talking. Uncle Bijou made it very clear. <laughs> Some of you, you just doze, you doze under the unction. You're just sleeping. Today I'll be talking to you. If I come to you, you should be ready because I can give you the mark at any time. And we might do a quiz. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, no, not that one. Illustration two. Okay, so there's something peculiar as he's looking for the second. There's something peculiar to all those characters. Oh, yeah, I mean, this, this one's just for... Who's this? Eric Killmonger. Okay. Hey, he has a lot of fans here. He's one of my personal favorites, you know. Do, do you know that this guy almost killed T'Challa? I mean, technically, he's like the hero of the movie. Next, next image. Uh huh. Who's this? like cartoons despicable me right okay <laughs> this guy he's dangerous though you see what he did in part one? Oh, <laughs> I was talking about Gru but I'll, I'll, it's okay I won't talk about him again do you know Thanos already <laughs> yeah hey you're the one I'm coming to first. Have you heard? <laughs> I can see that you're very loud. So you know him, Black Panther, T'Challa. Okay. This guy, may I call him Black Superman? Because that's what they call him in the movie, right? Who's that? Okay, Idris. Idris. Okay. Huh? Okay, there's still more images, but it's fine. I know, you know who that guy is too. This guy is not, this guy is human, but he acts like he's not human. Do you remember this scene? Do you remember what he was doing? The, I mean, he literally was holding the chain that was, you know, tied around the helicopter and was preventing the helicopter from what? Breaking away. 
I mean, who does that? Which human being can do that? The rock. What? There's another image there. We don't have enough time, but we can't go through all of them. Maybe they can, you can be playing them in the background, but the question I asked, the first set of characters that came up, who can tell me what is common to those characters? They're, they're super. They're superheroes, right? Okay. But there's something else. I, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of characters I didn't bring. I didn't bring Iron Man. Yes, I didn't bring Captain America. There's something peculiar to those guys. They're what? Someone said that. They're what? They're Marvel. Nah. Wonder, Wonder Woman is not Marvel. It's DC. Oh, see, who's that? No, somebody said something. Oh, guys, work with me. They're what? They're gods. Clap for him. Gods. It's true. Star-Lord, his father is a god. Almost killed him to rebuild the planet, right? Wonder Woman, who was made, literally her mom, Hippolyta, I think that's her name, or Hippolyta or whatever her name is, formed, took clay, formed her, and begged the god Zeus to breathe life into her. And that's how come Wonder Woman. Am I right? Right? Then who else? Cable. Do you know who Cable is? I found out that Cable is the son to, what's his name? Raven and Scott, X-Men. Yeah. Is it Raven? No, um... Gene, yeah, Gene, sorry. And on and on it goes. But the, the point I was trying to make is that those people there, those characters there, the first ones, they represent what? They, they say they are gods. Thor, like the son of Odin, blah, blah, blah. You know, he's a god. Loki as well, even though he was born as a, a son of the frost giants and left to die. But you see, these characters... We know them not just as superheroes, but we know them as like gods, right? Now turn with me to the book of Luke chapter 1. We're going to talk about these guys, but I want us to read something very quickly. There's so many scriptures, we might not read all of them, and I want to make the message as short as possible because we'll spend some time praying we want to enter the new year with a bang. We want to enter with, you know, fire, you know, enter with focus and meaning. We need to be intentional as we cross over. So Luke chapter 1 verse, let me just skip right to verse, let's read from verse 35. It says, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest, of the highest will overshadow you, therefore also that holy one who is to be born will be called the son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren. For with God nothing will be impossible. Verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Let's go to John chapter 3. John chapter 3 verse 1. 
John 3, verse 1. <clears throat> Can I please have some water? There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Verse 3, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Unless one is born of the water and of the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. In the earlier scripture that we read, last week we started, you know, a journey. We're talking about Jesus, how he was born, and the circumstances surrounding his birth, and how controversial it was. I can imagine Joseph and what he went through. We learned last week that in the Jewish culture, there were two sets of weddings. The first one was the betrothal, right, called the erosin, right? That was the real marriage. And the second one was called, the, it's called the niswin, which is the, the second part of the marriage. And in Jewish culture, a man can wait at, up to at least 12 months before the second marriage. And we understood that last week, right? So imagine Joseph who had to wait almost 12 months. And somewhere along the line, he found out that his wife, because then he could call her wife, was pregnant. And in the culture, Jewish culture, once you did the first part of the wedding, what it meant was that if you wanted to leave the woman, you had to divorce her. That's how legal it was. So we said that in our day and time, we have our traditional wedding, then we have the white wedding, you see? So, so it was back in the day. Now, when, before Jesus was born, Mary was visited by an angel. We just read the scripture. He said, the spirit of the Most High will come upon you. The power of the Holy Spirit will, will overshadow you. Thank you. And you shall give birth to a son. So Jesus was not born of a man. He was born of the spirit. Do you agree? And the vessel that carried Jesus was what? The baby Jesus was Mary, right? Because the angel said that blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb. That's what other versions say. So Mary was chosen to be the career of baby Jesus, right? But this is what we understand from scripture. It was not Joseph who was the father. I mean, yeah, by function, he played the role when Jesus was growing up. But the true father of Jesus was who? Was who? Exactly, right? Now, what does this teach us? We come to the book of John chapter 3. And here's a man called Nicodemus who's asking questions. He comes to, he comes to Jesus Nicodemusly. And he asked Jesus, he said, I know that thou art a rabbi. Can you tell me a few things? Can you show me a few secrets? How can one enter into the kingdom of God? And Jesus answers and says that unless you're born of water and of the spirit, you cannot be born again. And it teaches, it's showing you something. It means that before you came, this one day, I know some of you, you did science. It takes a man and a woman 
to do the do. Okay. And voila, you appeared. I appeared. Man and woman. But in Jesus' case, it was spirit. It was a supernatural act. Right? And Jesus is trying to break this down for, he's trying to break this down for Nicodemus. He says that if you want to be born again, you must do so and so. You must be born of the spirit and of water. Now, the spirit there is referring to the word of God. So, in other words, Jesus was telling him, you must be born of the word and born of the spirit. What does this mean? It means that your spiritual father and mother is the spirit and the word. Right? Simple. Can we keep it simple? Are you following? Right? spiritually, because Nicodemus is like, how can I, do I have to go into my mother's womb? And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I'm not talking of a physical birth. This is not a physical or natural phenomena. I'm talking of a spiritual phenomena. And in this spiritual phenomena, that which gives birth to you, that which makes you born again, is when you're born of the spirit and of the word or of water. So my spiritual father and mother is the word. And the spirit. That's how I'm born again. Does it make sense? Okay. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Building this up. Very quickly. So Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1 to 2. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And the next verse says that, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, what I like this scripture because it says, in the beginning, there was the heavens and the earth. And he said that gross darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God was brooding over the waters. And God said, so something happens again here. Even in the story of creation, God speaks. But you see, there is... A conjunction for creation to take place, it needed two things for God to speak and the spirit was moving. Doesn't make sense. Are you seeing? Are you getting the connection? We're back to the spirit. We're, we're back to the spirit and we're back to the word of God. So even in creation, when God was creating the heavens and the earth, He was creating day and night. When He spoke, the spirit moved because the spirit was already brooding. Now, why am, I, why, why am I going in this direction? Those characters you saw there, say they are gods. They are gods because at least one of their parents are gods, right? One of them, if not both. Hippolyta was not, she, she's not a god. But because Zeus was the one who gave life to a daughter, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman now becomes like what, a demigod sometimes, right? now. So, we're talking about the importance of the word of God. Let's break it down a little further. When your parents, we've established that the spirit of God and the word are your spiritual parents. They gave birth to you. That's why we say we are born again. Now, when you're at home, there are rules, right? There are rules at home, and you have to follow those rules. 
you have a time you need to go to bed. When your mom says stop playing the video game, you know you need to stop. Tomorrow you're going to school. You know you have to do your homework, right? You have to do your chores. How many of you do chores at home? Okay, some people don't do chores. But in, in some in homes, in our culture, as a child, as you're growing up, you have to do chores. I had someone who said, he told, he said, I want my kid to grow up quickly so I can start sending them, you know. I was like, wow. He said, you grow up quickly because she's already, she has plans for her kids. You see? So, their responsibilities, their rules, their boundaries you need to follow, right? In the same way, look, my message is almost done though. In the same way, when it comes to the things of the spirit, their rules and their boundaries. And the one, or the ones that set the rules and the boundaries, the word of God and the spirit. Are you getting where I'm going with this? Are you following? Are you following? So, you see, when, when it comes to the things of the spirit, because you're born of the spirit, because the word of God is your parent, the spirit of God is your other parent, when they come together and they speak and they say something, the word of God says that, thou shalt not do this. Thou shalt not sin. Thou shalt not fornicate. That's your parent talking to you. It's just like your mom saying, Kojo, I've warned you. I told you last time, don't do this. And you're going to do it. Do you have, do you have the video for me? Play, play the video for me. Maybe you can turn these lights off so that we can all see. supposed to me. Didn't you see me? Okay. I'm seen now. And what are you supposed to say? I said I'm seen now. You are seeing what? Were you not seen before? Can't you say sorry? Oh, okay. I will say it. Then say it now. Now? Jesus. When are you supposed to say it before? Okay. I will say it. Say it now. Right now, now? Yes, this minute. Which of the minutes? I don't have my watch here. Okay, let me go inside and carry it. Oh, Itako, you are getting me upset. I said say it now. It? What? You said I should say it now. I mean sorry. Oh, okay, thank you. It's okay. I'm not telling you sorry. I'm saying you should tell me sorry. I will slap you now. For what now? What am I doing again? I said tell me sorry right now. How? Our teacher told us that a man is the name of a person, place, animal, or thing. And he said there is only one now. 
He didn't tell us that there is left now and right now. Christ have mercy. Amen. All right. Please subscribe to my channel. Big head. Why did I why did I play that video? You see, you see what he did to his mom? He stepped on his mom, right? He was supposed to say sorry. And look at what he's doing. He's just fooling around, right? When we do wrong, like I'm when we do wrong, and our parents rebuke us, sometimes we take it wrongly. Rather than take time to listen, we either rebel, we resist, we get angry, we storm off. Go and slam the door. You, know, you lock the, Sometimes you even have the nerve to lock yourself in your room. Come and try it in my home. You lock my house. You lock the door. And lock your... I mean, sometimes you even go and, you go and lock... But I me, mean, I did it. I also did it as a kid. I locked myself in the toilet. I mean, as like of all places, the toilet. You see, but we do all kinds of things. We react in different ways when our parents try to correct us, when they try to put us on track, right? But this guy, what, what's his name? Ori, what, what? I can't even pronounce it. I won't even try. <laughs> he, instead of being remorseful, he was playing games. In other scenarios, we would be angry. We feel justified, right? In the same way, when we open the word of God, he said, thou shall not fornicate. Our response is different to what the Bible requires of us. That's your parent talking to you. That's the word of God talking to you. Right? Just like your mom, dad is talking to you. The word of God is admonishing you. said, thou shall not, thou shall not commit adultery. Thou shall not murder. I'm sure you guys say, oh, that one is too far. Okay, thou shall not hate. Do not be jealous. Do not let the sun set down on your anger. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. This is the word of God talking. I'm not saying that's what the word says. That's what your spiritual parent is telling you to do. Admonishing you to do. But rather than heed to the word of God, we tend to rebel. Now, Jesus says something in the book of John chapter 8. I'm just going to paraphrase. He says that, I know that thou art Abraham's descendants, right? But you guys have had an intention to kill me. And he said that you are not Abraham's descendants, but you seek to do your own will. You seek to do the will of your father. And they get, they get upset. They said that we are actually Abraham's descendants. We are not children of fornication. That was the response they gave to Jesus. And Jesus says that you do the will of your father, the father of all lies, who is the devil. I read that one. He says that, I think this, hmm. 42, Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Verse 43, why do you not understand my speech? Verse 44, you are of your father the devil and the desires of your father you want to do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you do not heed to the word of God, if you do not heed to your spiritual parents, there is another spiritual father who's waiting for you. Someone said, hey, it's the truth. These were Jews. The people Jesus was talking to were not, they were not Gentiles. He was talking to the Jews, those who go to the synagogue, those who go and pray 
every day. Those who stand on the street corners, fasting, making sure people can see their so-called good deeds. These were the people God was addressing. In other words, God was addressing people in the church. And he told them this. He said, how dare you? Don't you know that we are the high priests, we are the elders? I could imagine their indignation, their response. They felt so, I mean, tramped upon. But you see, Jesus was telling them that if you do not obey, you said you're Abraham's children. If you do not heed to the word of God, if you do not follow the statutes of the word of God, then you're not doing the will of my father who is in heaven, but you're doing the will of your father who is the devil. The scripture says that the devil is the father of all lies. So those of you who are lying, if you lie, you just mark the register. You know, you know what family you belong to, what clan you belong to. He's the father of all lies. You lie through your teeth. Adra, did you take, did you, did you take this 50 pesos coin? Mommy, I have not even seen a 50 pesos coin here before. I didn't even see it. I didn't even know there was 50 pesos. Meanwhile, you were the one who picked it. I want you to reflect because the truth of the matter is, although we have spiritual parents, we rebel against the spiritual parents. How many times have you rebelled against the word of God? How many times has the Holy Spirit spoken to you and said, don't do it? And how many times have you actually heeded and said, I won't do it? Think about it. How many times... Has the word of God tried to put you on the right path? The Bible says that uh, this thing, the, the, all scripture is God breath and it's useful for rebuking, for training, for correcting that the son of man will be equipped unto good works. How many times has the scripture rebuked you and how many times have you heeded? It's, it's normal. It's like, it's the same way. The same way we treat our physical parents is the same way we treat our spiritual parents. It's the same way we treat the word of God. It's the same way we treat the Holy Spirit. And I, some of you, I'm not going to mention it, but some of you come and it's the same problem. Say, I've been trying to stop this thing, but I can't stop. The first question I ask is, do you spend time with God? And I'm sure you think, you believe that I need a solution. You're talking about spending time in the presence of God. Ladies and gentlemen, let, let's talk about this thing called pornography and masturbation for a while. Hey, someone drew his chair back. What's up? <laughs> you good? You all right? Look, the answer, the solution to the things that you're struggling are in the word of God. This thing called masturbation. We, hey, man has suffered. In Portuguese, you say suframento. Man has suffered. Hey, look, do you know how many times a man has, the way I tried to stop <laughs> masturbation or pornography. Sometimes I'll go out and three months, no masturbation, I say, yes. Finally, it's gone. Before you know it, I'm back to square one. I'm serious. I'm talking about myself. And even that time I was born again, oh, I was going to church. I was a church leader. Hmm. 
But you see, I had neglected, you see, I had neglected the solution and I was trying to do it with my own strength. David said, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I will not sin against thee. We've heard this over and over again. Today's message is a compilation of all that we've been hearing since, since. I want, I want us to be reflective as we move into the new year. Because breaking away from that struggle, that stronghold, whether it's pornography, masturbation, and for all you know, please, some of you think, I don't know where this is coming from. You think that masturbation is only for guys. Some of you girls are also masturbating. The solution is in the word. And I know these are things that people don't talk about. Anytime one youth, a youth comes to me and talks to me about it, I, the first thing I tell them is, thank you for opening up and telling me this. I know these things are hard to share. It's a struggle. It's embarrassing. Nobody wants to talk about these things. Someone's bowing his head. I think it's pulling you. But it's real. I, look, I'll just take a guess, right? Let me gamble and say using gamble in quotes. I say about maybe 70 to 75% of us have that problem here. But if I say how many of you have that problem, nobody will raise their hands. Let's put it to the test. <laughs> how many people have a problem with masturbation? Show by hands. If someone raises their hand, nobody. Nobody. I was going to ask, how many don't have a problem with masturbation? That we will know. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that even in church, you can still lie? No, 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 no. All jokes aside. Do you just realize that you, you lied without even thinking about it? Let's try it again. How many... Don't have a problem with masturbation. Show by hands. Don't have a problem. Okay, with pornography. Show by hands. <laughs> See how the dynamics are changing. <laughs> we, have, we have our business analysts in the house. You see how the dynamics are changing. The graph is going like this. <laughs> hands down. The point I'm making is that because we are, you see the Bible calls it, you are children of disobedience. You're a disobedient child to your natural parents, your mom and dad at home, and to your spiritual parents as well. The word of God. Even the way, some of you, you don't even know because you don't even read the word of God. So you have no clue what the word of God says. The reason why I'm here as a youth facilitator, I mean, I'm, re I'm really passionate about youth. If I have to go somewhere, I'll still look for youth ministry because I know, I know some of the things I got myself involved in. I just realized how much time I have wasted and how much, how much of a setback the, those things were. I don't want to see you guys do some of those things. I wish you could do better than some of us, than me. I wish you didn't have to experience that. Because I was once a child of disobedience. 
Look, I told someone last week, I opened up, the person began to talk to me, and I also began to open up. And I said that the problem of masturbation and pornography was so bad. It was so much of a stronghold in my life that at a certain stage, every night around 1, 1.15 a.m., a spirit will come and sleep with me in the morning. Every night. I'm telling you, it's me. It would come and sleep with me. The first time it happened, I thought it was a dream. When I looked around the lower region, the South Pole, I realized that something had really happened. And, <laughs> and the next day it happened. And the day after it happened. So it became, so sometimes I was even scared. I was afraid to sleep. It's like, you let me watch TV because if I watch TV, but you, you can't, you will sleep. And even if I sleep for a short time, with it, and you know, it was amazing because during that period, that period, that is when the visitation will come. And the kind of thoughts that, the kind of things I was considering. Hey, God, God has saved me. Because by now, maybe I would have had HIV. I'm, I'm telling you. It's not that getting a girl was difficult. No. No, guy. Uh. <laughs> no, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> I'm just saying that the opportunities were there. But I think my mom's prayers were holding me and the prayers of my loved ones. Whoever, those who were praying for me, they were holding me. Because I was once a child of disobedience. Because I was disobedient to the word of God. Look, if you stay in the presence of God, the Bible says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. You need to abide in the word. That, look, that's, that's just it. There is no secret formula I have not masturbated. I have not watched pornography and only go to how many years? It is not a secret for me. It's not magical. It's just about staying in the presence of God. If you come to me and ask me, that's the first thing I'll tell you. And I'll break it down and say, it's by spending time in his presence, reading his word. And for some of us, we've indulged so much so that we begin to believe the lie that we can't turn back. Some of you have accepted your fate. Listen to me. Some of you have accepted your fate. You've accepted that this is who I am. I'm going to masturbate for life. There is nothing I can do. It's true. In case you've not noticed, teenage pregnancy is real. We don't even hear that term anymore, T-Pret. It, it's, it's real. I'm just having a hard-to-hard talk with you guys because I realize that every time people come to me, the youth, it's always the same problem. If you're here, and maybe you just decided that you come to church because it's the last Sunday for the year, I want, I want you to take time to be thinking about these things because, you see, your genetic makeup, who you made, who, who, who formed you, you are of God origin. Come on. Even these, these silly characters, they claim themselves as gods. These myths. 
I mean, we watch them. We enjoy, we like to, we, I mean, we even dress up like them. You know, my son went to school, costume day, Iron Man, hey, you know, I am Iron Man. I mean, we do those things, but we forget who we really are. You are born of God. You are born of God. You are born of the word. Do you know that when a, look, do you know that when a baby, God, God he's, he's wise, oh. Do you know when a baby is born, when a baby does not feed, when the baby is not nourished, the baby dies, and the baby has to drink what? Milk from the mom's breast, whether the mom expresses or not. Don't worry, you understand the word express when you, when you have kids one day. But basically, the baby has to feed. The baby needs to stay alive. I'm telling you, look, when my son was born, there were some issues, there were some complications, so I had to hold my son whilst my wife was being rushed to the surgery block. And Likem was sleeping. Then he woke up because he was hungry. Guess what he did? The first thing he did was located my nipple. And I was bare-chested. I said, hey, guy, if you want nipple, go to your mother. But it was amazing. It was amazing how, I mean, who, who, taught, who taught him? Who taught him how to find breast? <laughs> no, it, no, for me, that's such a vivid example. I was like, hey. So, he's not been adulterated. He's not been, his mind has not been polluted. This is just a young, innocent baby. But he still knows where breast is. And he still knows what's in the breast. And he knows that there is something in there. There is nourishment. The Bible says, like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk. That by so doing, you will grow up in your salvation. Please, illustration two. Before I end. Just three pictures I want to show us. We've been joking with the word of God. I, I can't, we can't even count the number of times we've told you, read your Bible. Do your quiet time. Read the Bible. Please, illustration two. Yeah, okay, just, yeah, no need to turn off the light. You see this one? Okay, next, next picture, please. Show you. Sometimes you think the talking is too much. We need to show you so that you can see, Right? See this one? We'll say A. Maximize it. Let them see the ribs, the rib cage. Uh -huh. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. All right. Next picture, please. I think maybe that 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 would be the last one. See this one? That's the last one in there, right? In the folder. Okay. Thank you very much. You see the difference between the first two? And the last picture. First two are what? They are malnourished or undernourished. The third one is actually holding, I don't know what that is, bagels or what kind of pancakes are those? Apple or something. And you know, see how well nourished she looks. The Bible says that, let me break it down. Let me not quote it. It says that when you become a Christian, that's in Peter, that scripture I just quoted. When you become a Christian, desire to feed, to nourish, so that when you nourish yourself, you will grow in the things of God. You will grow in strength. You will grow in wisdom. You will grow in excellence. When you refuse to feed, that's what happens. You become malnourished spiritually. 
The first two pictures you saw. That is exactly your state. You can't do anything in that state. God designed the human being. He designed us to feed. It's not just physical food. Spiritual food. Eat the word. Meditate on the word. And I always give this example. This is for me. This is for me. I think this is my perfect illustration. Do you know when you eat, eating is not enough. Do you know that? Oh, are you here with me? Eating is not enough. Do you know that? I'm sure some of you know, not drinking water in addition, but when you eat, it's not enough. Something, there's a process that goes, place, go, goes on when, when you eat. Digestion. When you're breaking down the food. The, what, salivary, amylase, dantons. I mean, they begin to break down the starches and the carbo. And the rest of the food that goes, the hydrochloric acid that breaks down, you know, the proteins. I think I still remember some of my, my science. But you see, it's not enough. The breakdown, the breakdown is not enough. I've changed the message, the title of my message. I called The Breakdown is Not Enough. That's what I'll call it. The Breakdown is Not Enough. You, you see, when the food is broken down, it still hasn't accomplished its purpose. Do you know that? What happens? What, needs, what happens next after digestion? Huh? I heard soppy, soppy. No, what happens? There's a term for it. Just that one word. Uh-huh, absorption, and then what? Assimilation. The food, the nutrients in the food get what? Absorbed into the bloodstream of assimilation. Then it, the nutrients begin, they are, they are distributed to various parts of the body. The liver gets his, the kidney gets his, the lungs, the brain gets his, so that the body can continue to function properly. So it is not enough. The breakdown is not enough. The nutrients in the food that is broken down must be absorbed into the bloodstream, must be assimilated. That is when you can stay healthy. You see that, oh, ooh, your cheeks are filling in nice. You know, you're healthy. Go for a checkup. Everything is fine. You're on point. But you see, when we read the word of God, what we do is that we, we, just, we just chew. And you know what we do? We actually even spit out. We don't, we, don't, we don't spend time. After chewing, you're supposed, to, you're supposed to ingest the food. It's being broken down. And after it's being broken down, you're supposed to absorb the nutrients. So it becomes what Uncle Biju was saying. that You see, I keep saying your learning is not complete until you practice the word of God. Your eating... Your nourishment is not complete until the nutrients are absorbed by the body, by the parts of the body. In the same way, spiritually, if you don't eat, you eat the word of You go read your quiet time, you read it, brrr, machine gun, brrr, from top to bottom, I'm done. It, you've, you've done nothing. You've just read. You've read. It's like reading a pamphlet. It's like reading a book. But you know, you, you know when it becomes useful? When, when you have You've read the, the word of God and you're not, you're not taking time to masticate. Like you're chewing and chewing, 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 chewing. As you swallow, you're meditating on the word. You say, okay, you take a pause. You say, what is, this, what, what is the word of God saying? This message, what, what, what can I leave with today? God, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to say? And you begin to ask questions. That's what we call, what, meditation. 
As you're meditating, you, 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 as you're meditating, you begin to absorb that which is in the word. You begin to see things in the word. But when you read it like a storybook, you always say, Uncle Dennis, I'm reading the Bible. I'm not seeing anything. I'm not seeing any change. I'm not seeing any change. You will, look, you will not see any change until you change the way you read or you study the Bible. We have Bible reading and we have Bible study. And we have quiet time. Some of you are just doing Bible reading. If you want to look healthy, if you want to look that, like that young girl and grow and even become bigger and well built in the realms of the spirit, spiritually, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2 verse 52, he said, how God favored Jesus that he was favored before men. He grew in knowledge and wisdom and in stature before God and before men. Jesus was fully God, but when he came to earth, he took the earthly form, the bodily form, and he grew in wisdom, in knowledge of the word, in stature before God and before men. Are you growing? Look at somebody and say, the breakdown is not enough. The breakdown is not enough. You see, you, we need to come to a point, you need to make an effort, you need to make time. You need to make time. Or I can guarantee you, this is not a prophetic word of doom, but I can guarantee you, you will not see any meaningful change as you continue to come to Teen Chapel. You'll be here five years, ten years. Nothing will change. You're the same person. Because you know that which changes you is the word of God. It's the word and the spirit. Remember what happened? He said that in the beginning, gross darkness and the spirit was brooding and God spoke. He spoke his word. Let there be light and there was light. Ladies and gentlemen, we're crossing over into 2020. I need, I, 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 I don't even need, you see, I keep saying, it's not everybody here that will receive the word. Even as I'm here, I can see someone looking at his phone. Thank you very much. You see me after service for it. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you don't care. You don't care. You do, you, you, you're completely oblivious of what's going on. Your minds are not, you're not here. You don't, see, you don't see the importance. Trust me. You don't want it to get worse before you start running to the light. Because some people have gone to the dark side and have never been able to recover, come back from the dark side. And I was just brooding over this, this dawn. I was just thinking, say, you know how difficult it is for single parents to raise their kids? Let's say single parents, like some of you, you're here. Maybe unfortunately you lost your mom or you lost your dad. You're being raised by just one of your parents, either your mom or dad. Or even for some of you, by who? Your uncles. Some of you don't even know who your parents are. And then you are as stubborn as a cat. Stubborn cat. I want to say meow. <laughs> See, look, and I, I, I understand because it's not easy. Especially say boys. When you have a boy, a toddler age and you're single parent, it's difficult. Because boys are stubborn and tough. 
Strong-willed. And for some of us spiritually, that's what we're doing. You only have one person parenting you. Some of you, no adult supervision. Do you know when you go to certain parties, they are adult supervision? Because they know if they leave you now, It's like where I, where I used to work in KVED, they always make fun of them because they say by February, babies are being manufactured. I mean, the seed is being sown. And around September, they give it. And that's the truth. When it gets to September, then you see the 16-year-olds, 17-year-olds, girls, 16, 15-year-olds, they're giving birth. Yeah, because, yeah, Valentine's period, they do the do. They're doing the do. So by September, am I right? Yeah, around that area. And they start giving birth. No adult supervision. You want to go for dirty rave. What do you know? What is dirty rave? What is that? What, what, what's that? Yeah, what do, you, do, you, do you even know what, who said that? Who said that? Something, what, cella? Afrochella. You, do you guys even have a cella in Ghana? There is no adult supervision. There is no spiritual adult supervision. The word is not there to supervise your life. You don't even read it, so you don't know that the Bible says that I should not fornicate. You don't even know that the Bible says I should not steal. You don't know. And for some of you, you do half and half. You read the word. The word is one parent, right? The spirit is the other. You read the word, but when the spirit is trying to tell you, don't go here, don't go for that party. sometimes you don't even hear it as a voice. You just feel it. You know that something, something within you is making you uncomfortable. Don't go. But you just submerge that voice and say, I'm still, I will go. You only allow, you're only allowing yourself to be parented by one, by, by one party. And even that is half and half. You allow the word to, today you're like this, tomorrow you're here. You're sitting on the fence. Nah. You have to allow your parents to take control. Shouldn't be children of disobedience. I've, I'm done. But we're going to pray. Look, I, there is no begging anyone this morning. But it's really about you. And you, if you want to make a change in your life, you will pray. And as that's our prayer topic. That God, as I enter, I'm going into the new year, how need to be serious with your word. And we're standing on the scripture. The Bible says that, and God, I love the scripture because it's so vivid. It says, and God stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, son of Shetel, that he began to rebuild the temple of the Lord. It wasn't an initiation from Zerubbabel. The initiation was from God. In other words, it's God that instigated. God was the one who started the move. Right? God was the one who initiated it. He said, he stirred up the spirit. In other words, he gave him the will. He strengthened him. And this morning, we're going to pray. Because, look, the solution to those problems are in the word. That's where it is.
Not necessarily in the facilitators. Because when, when you come to us, all we can do is we can guide you. We can try to disperse wisdom according to the word of God and lead you to the truth. But you need to have the truth for yourself. And as you cross over, as we're entering, as we're about to enter 2020, I want us to go with renewed hope, with renewed strength, with renewed, a renewed will for his word. Okay, stand to your feet, please.